Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Winners never quit and quitters never win. That's the only way to go. What three wrestling matches would you watch if you were stranded on a desert island? This is what I'm asking wrestling's best. In the ring, around the ring, behind the scenes, or behind a microphone. I'm Tom Campbell. Thank you for joining me on Cultaholic Island for another episode of Desert Island Graps. Bad Bones, the hottest free agent in German wrestling, he's here! Die John Bad Bones Klinger. Bad Bones, John Klinger. How are we doing? Thank you for having me at Cultaholic and um, absolutely brilliant. You are currently, are you locked down in Germany at the moment? I am. It's it's called the light lockdown in Germany. Yeah. So a lockdown, but less I calories, presumably. It's like it's, it's like. Pepsi light, you know. <laughs> what, is, what does it mean with a lockdown light? Because I've not kept up with how Germany is locking down. Um, they have weird regulations because they were talking about some more today. But like for now, it was like only like five people can like meet up. And now it's going to be like, I don't really know. So um, I actually hope that I'm going to have some shows in December. But uh, unfortunately, I don't think so. Because like lockdown light was meant to be from beginning of November till the end of November. So I'm sitting here and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting. Where, where are you hoping to be in December? Where I hope to be in December? Uh, well, how about AEW and uh, wrestling Cody Rhodes or uh, Brian Cage? How about that? How about that? Oh, we've got, we, we've, we are going to talk about this because it's a tweet that you sent that has inspired our conversation today, John, and I am uh, excited to get to it. But I want I want the world who aren't familiar uh, with the badness to, to know all about the badness and why what we are going to pitch definitely needs to happen. And by the end of it, they will. I hope so. <laughs> I just hope so. <laughs> What's also cool about this conversation is that... Um, Obviously, having you on Cultaholic is a bit like having an old friend over because you were part of WCPW. Uh, Cultaholic is a, is a spin-off. The lads from What Culture are doing this. So um, I'm, I'm sure we'll have some stories of, of your time at WCPW to talk about as well. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, I mean, I started in 2004, so that makes me really old right now. 
Is that right? Isn't it funny though how like it's it seems 2004 seems like the other year. It doesn't seem like a long time ago. Like I remember watching wrestling and thinking in 2004, thinking, "Oh, that was the other year." And I went, "Oh wait, no, that's like a decade and a half ago." John, what's going on? Why is everything going so fast? <laughs> um, yeah, because now you have the time to actually think about it, to rethink what you what you have done and uh, all the good parts. Like the the lockdown at the moment is, I know it's it's a bit weird and. Some people get stressed about it, but you have to think about the stuff you already had in your life. And like for the past 16 years, I did what I love to do. And um, yeah, and like sometimes right now I have moments where I actually like rethink some stuff, which I, which I actually forgot. And then, um, yeah, it, it kind of makes you think about stuff, but like in a positive way. Spent a lot of time in our own heads during lockdown, haven't we? Yeah. A lot of time. But we're going to get to it and, and we're going to talk about your life and times as we go. But the main reason that you're here, John, is that we're sending you onto a desert island and we are going to allow you to burn a DVD of three wrestling matches to watch while you're there. So we're going to go through them as the show goes on. So what would you like your first match to be? Wait, does it mean me as one person or personas i have Ooh. which would make <laughs> i mean if we i mean I, I i guess i guess as long as you're socially distanced john Klinger and bad bones can be on the same island i'm i'm down for the carnage i'm down to see what happens um but what would you what would your first match be then what, what are you thinking number one uh macho man randy savage versus ricky steamo wrestlemania 3 what's the cup for wrestlemania 3 pontiac michigan yeah ninety thousand plus people watching right there and this is ricky the dragon steamboat's cup of coffee in the big time yeah cup of coffee in the big time because you'll never get closer than now i am the intercontinental heavyweight champion and i will remain the intercontinental heavyweight champion and george the animal steel on the outside will be no factor yeah. You say no factor. Obviously, he is a factor, or you wouldn't even brought it up. Oh, wow. Mr. Sarcasm, yeah. I don't care if you've got 23 wrestlers around the outside, and it doesn't even matter, no, because I am ready, and I will not let this opportunity slip through my fingers. Cup of coffee, man, yeah. Man, wow, man, freak out! He is my idol. He was the first one I ever saw on television when my parents skipped to the television. Um, and I was four years old, fascinated me right away. And I, I was like, oh, my God, he has something special there. And, uh, yeah, like since then, I was a big fan of Macho Man Randy Savage. And it never stopped. It's still going on. He's, he's, he's still there, even if he isn't there. You know what I mean? Because I like to, to watch, like, old matches. Like, the, I probably have watched the, uh, the WrestleMania 3 match, like, 100 almost thousand times well in that you know <laughs> but um it, it's 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 so much story uh, storytelling and it's 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 the dramatics and i love it it's like old school totally love it wrestling was full of big characters when uh during during that era during the golden era of wrestling there was larger than life personas everywhere you looked what is it about randy savage that caught your eye he was he was kind of crazy he was like crazier than everyone else he was well, the madness, you know. <laughs> um, like I looked at him and, and I thought, yeah, that's that's my guy. That's the the guy I would like to hang around with. 
and he had like those tippy toes when he when he went like uh, jumping around. He always like made himself look bigger than he is, like the tassels, the hat, and all the stuff. Yeah, I, I totally love that. He was like he was, and actually he was actually my first ever wrestling figure as well. Now, which wrestling figure was it? Now, because there was a because there was a couple of Randy Savage figures in the first in like the first couple of editions. There was, I believe, there was one that did a clothesline when you squeezed his legs, and I believe there was one that did an elbow, like a diving elbow, when you pushed a lump on his back and leaped up. Do you know which one you had, John? It was it was the one uh, I had the the Macho King Randy Savage, the one with the crown and the scepter. Nice. Yeah. Oh, did that now? Did that one pull it out? Put like you pull his arm. It was clothesline. That was the clothesline. That's the clothesline one, is it? That's the clothesline one. Yeah. Yes. Why of all the matches you could have brought with you of Savage, why pick the one with Steamboat? Because it's so detailed. I I you know you actually can see them two working. I know there is like a like a story that they like wrote everything down and stuff like that. But even even if I didn't know that now, I would watch it over and over again because they they really get me. I get goosebumps like every time I watch it. Like the seconds before he actually like 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 body slams him and then Ricky Steamboat rolls rolls him up. It's it's something like oh my god no you you you, you just can't because like uh, obviously I'm a Randy Savage guy uh, when he beat him I was like oh my god damn you but yeah it's uh yeah the goosebumps every time every time I watch it when we talk about uh, Randy Savage fans within the industry um, there's two names that come up in conversation there's yourself and there's Jay Lethal. And yes. I know you got a lot of props from Jay Lethal for the work that you do. Uh, he even compared you to Randy Savage, which must be very flattering from Black Machismo. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, um, we actually had a talk about that, like Jay Lethal and I, when we were both were in England and I, you know, started to, to transform into the badness and he was watching and he was like, dude, I never, I never knew that you're like, that big Macho Man Randy Savage fan, it was actually like watching a Randy Savage match, and I was like, I was, I was like, yeah, uh, uh, I, I don't, I don't know what to say, but I, because I, you know, I was speechless because like him doing the uh, Black Machismo gimmick, loved it because it's just to honor the man, the king, however you want to say it. Um, yeah, but that those words of him, they really made me, you know like heart bumping going up I, I i was totally nervous and um to hear that it's uh it's honoring and to uh, uh let the legend live on in, in a positive way because like when i do it i i just want the fans you know to remember macho man randy savage what he was for me but kind of modernize modernize it is, it, is the right word modernize it um in like the 21st century so I just, you know, try to go as much as possible. Are we going to get that match between you and Jay Lethal? Um, it was planned two times already. I know, right? I'm just furious that we it haven't was... had it yet. <laughs> the first, the first time was, uh, uh, where was the first time? Wait, no, the first time was uh, in Switzerland, but I got like really sick, so I had to go to the hospital. And then I had to cancel the show. Um, and then the second time was in uh, Switzerland. Um, but then they had uh, the the Corona, the COVID lockdown. And uh, no, wait, 
we can, we're going to stop there again because I, I kind of mixed them up. It's right all now. good. It's all good. I'll, I'll yeah. Put it so, uh, so the first, the first one would have happened in Switzerland, but I, I got very, very sick and I had to go to the hospital. Um, the second time was meant to happen in Germany. Um, and then we had the, the Corona, st the start of Corona, the lockdowns and everything. So he wasn't allowed to travel. And, um, well, maybe, maybe at the third time, we're going to finally have it. It's almost like the universe is too frightened to put you guys together. Maybe, Just in case of maybe, what would happen. It would explode. <laughs> yeah. This is like a safety measure for, for the cosmos to keep Jay Lee and Bad Bones apart. Probably, probably. <laughs> English is your second language, but you speak it better than most English people. Uh, <laughs> which is, I don't, it's a, both a compliment to you and a detriment to my to, to my fellow countrymen. Uh, but it, you were you were taught at an early age. You had American neighbours, didn't you? That that got you the yes. English language. Oh, you made your homework. I like Thank that. You, sir. <laughs> Yeah, I had American neighbors like since I was three or four, and then I was playing with it. I had no clue what they were saying, but they were watching wrestling as well. So I was watching with them, and I kind of like you know tried to get me in there. And for for some reason, like as a kid, it's it's totally easy to hook up on stuff like that. And um, yeah, when when I when I had the first like lessons in school, it was so easy for me to get into that stuff. And it was like my, my, my favorite language. Actually, it's my favorite language. Yeah. It, I like it better than German. Cause like when you, when you talk German, it always sounds like, like really angry and, and like you're shouting at somebody. It's like, it's like a uh, bash machine, you know, <laughs> you know what I said? Is it washing machine? Yes. <laughs> but it, no, it's I, I did I did GCSE German and then the knowledge ended. I could probably get I could probably tell you how to get to the airport, <laughs> and, and I can tell you what color his shirt is. But that's about as good as it goes. What color is my shirt? Uh, um, Brauner. I'm colorblind, so what am I to know? <laughs> uh, your, your 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 headband is Weiser though. Weiser und Rot. Weiser und Rot. Yes. And uh, I've forgotten what I've forgotten what black is in German. Uh, Schwarz, of course it is, Schwarz. Because Schwarzkopf <laughs> sounds like Blackhead, which when you think about it, it makes Schwarzkopf sound disgusting. <laughs> it sounds like Blackhead. But the thing is, Germans have other words that we don't have in English. Like, I love the word Schadenfreude, yes. which is taking pleasure from other people's pain. And I love the yes. fact that there there is no word in the English language or other languages for that expression that it comes from German. Is there any words, though, in the German language that, that you find don't translate into English? Well, if, if I don't find the word, I try to, like, like uh, working around it. But uh, I don't know now. So I can only think of Schadenfreude. And, and, Obersch Schaden and Oberstufen and Olfenholzwalm, which is common room, apparently. <laughs> or words to that effect. It's not. Whatever person... If that gets you, you know, I... I'm... What was that? <laughs> is that... Have I been taught a lie? Is that... Is that not German for common room? I learned this like 20 years ago, so my head might have fallen off. 
it could be, but I took many bumps on the head, so maybe it's you're not understandable. <laughs> a lot of people that listen to to this podcast will be from the states, and they may not be familiar with 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 the wrestling scene in Germany. And I really want to talk about it as well. But when it comes to putting together matches and stuff, have you ever had an issue with a language barrier? But I guess you haven't, because if English is your second language, no, like like English stuff would be totally okay, even if if they use some other words. You always find something around it. Um, even with the Japanese people, I didn't have that much problem. Like I don't speak Japanese, but like when you do wrestling, like the moves are always the same, and they will understand if you try, you know, to to explain them what you want to do or what they are doing. So no, never had a problem there. Learning English at a young age, uh, hanging around with wrestling fans from America got you into it. But when was the decision for you to go? When did you decide this is something that I actually want to do for a living? Well, when I when I, when I saw it the first time on television, I said that's what I want to do. Of course, I couldn't do it because I'm you know was not tall enough. Anyway, I I tried to do something uh, like like which is similar to that because we didn't have wrestling in Germany or not like. Not that big. There was CWA, right? But like, I was like really young, so I tried. Uh, I tried uh, kickboxing. I tried karate. I tried uh, amateur wrestling, and that was like the closest I got to. And uh, then at, at some on some day, I found an advert at a like a German wrestling magazine, Power Wrestling. If you ever heard of that. Uh, that there is like wrestling training going on in Germany, like with some some German stars, and I was like, "Wow, I need I need to get there because like that's the opportunity I I can I can get but in, instead of like a going to America or or England because you, at those times you weren't that sure, you know. It's, it's like I was let's say sixteen when I when I was reading that that advert. So with the age of nineteen, I got to my first. Took the first bombs and I never wanted to leave the ring again. Wow, that was the moment you you did it. You went, this is for me. This is for me. Yeah, I mean, it did hurt. Of course, it did hurt because, like, at first they let me drop on, uh, like, take the bumps on like those normal dojo mats, those little tiny dojo mats, mm. and they said if you can fall on them, you can fall everywhere. I I took them and I was like, Jesus, I hope the ring is not that hard. <laughs> it was that hard, but. It didn't matter because, like, I was in the ring, different zone. You, we've had so many stories on here of people traveling all over the place to, to get to their first wrestling training. Yours was a six-hour round trip to, to work with Lloyd yeah. on Hawaii. Worth every minute in the car, I think, to be in that sort of company. Absolutely. Lloyd is such an amazing guy. Uh, he taught me so much. He taught me how to bump, how to react, how to get up. Um, and he took the time to, to tell us some stories and everything. Give us a story that Lloyd told you. One that you're allowed to tell. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if we can tell, but, uh, tell, tell those stories. No, no, no. no just, just kidding. <laughs> no. Um, no uh, uh, there was one training where uh, me and the other guy were in the ring. And he was, he was just like, yeah, you have to run the ropes like a couple of times. So I was running the ropes. And uh, I was running, I was running, I was running, and I, I didn't, you know, I was too respectful to say, uh, to ask him how many rounds I should should run, right? And then the other guy, he was like, 
like like smirking and and, and, and and laughing. And I just looked to the side and stopped. And there was there was Lloyd. He was like snoozing away because he just just fell asleep. And I was like, wow, I must be that boring. So he was he was just like. <laughs> But he, but he kind of acted like he's still awake because he was just mumbling sometimes something. And that made me, I, I, mean, I mean, that like broke the ice. And I was like, I, I stopped and then we woke him up and he was like, ah, oh, maybe we go for some food right now. And after that, we're going to, we got to train again. I uh, just got a little bit tired because I have a jet lag, but he was over for like, like a couple of weeks already. <laughs> It was so. Cute. This is the this is uh, the cousin of of the Rock who taught you this as well, uh, Lloyd Anawaii. Uh, is there something that he taught you in particular that you still recall to this day? Obviously, away from the stories and stuff, but more like a lesson or or a method in the ring that has stayed with you. Always take your time. Don't be too fast. When you think you're slow, go slower. Because sometimes in your head, it's all it's all moving a lot. It's moving a lot quicker in your head than it is everywhere else. So you have to pull all the way back. That's right. It's, your, your brain actually like works three steps backwards. While, while you think, while you know, like the, the two in the ring know what they're doing, it's like, let's say they do a, a, a side headlock, shoot off and, and tackle, and you do that, and it's too fast, people outside will just go like, I'm still in the headlock, and, you know, <laughs> you just confuse them with that. I mean, you have matches now, they're like super fast, but you need matches who are like slower to get the people going as well because you want them to remember your match and and of course when they go home and say oh this happened this happened this happened he's my hero because this happened it, you know you you made the right job the name bad bones it's an excellent wrestling name in the sense that it is just straight to the point uh, you kind of know what you're getting with with Bad Bones. But the story behind such an aggressive name is actually a really sweet one because it's a tribute to your auntie. Absolutely. She was uh, the one who was, like, looking for names when I when I started the wrestling. And uh, she was in a motorcycle club. So we wrote some names down. And uh, Bad Bones actually was, like, the last name we wrote down. Like, not much after that. She had a car accident. Um, where she passed away. Um, and so I uh, took that as a tribute for her. And uh, since then, it's, it's, you know, it brings luck for me because I know she's there and she's a part of it as well. You say she was in a motorcycle club. That makes her one of the coolest aunties ever, I would say. Absolutely. I mean, I mean at her at your funeral, there were like 500 people or something like that. Pretty big. Yeah. Pretty big. That's amazing. Um, I, I'm intrigued to know if Bad Bones was last name on the list, what other names were on that list? What did we nearly get, John? <laughs> what did we nearly get? Well, <laughs> there were like some German names like, uh, who, what was that? It's um, a weird name. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's intimidating. Oh, what was that? <laughs> no, no, no. We, we had something with bones as well. It was like uh, uh, Knochenbrecher. Knochen... Which, which would be bone breaker. Oh. Knochen... Now that sounds cool. Knochenbrecher. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, then there was uh, the machine. Nice, simple. The machine. 
which is simple. Yeah. Um, but you say like you said earlier how like the German accent's quite aggressive, but surely this is where it pays dividends because simply calling yourself the machine, say it in the German accent, der Maschine, he's going to kill me. He's probably going to kill me. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. But actually we had some hilarious names as well and they were like like uh, kind of goofy. I have to look it I have to look it up because I have those those writings somewhere uh, because like we we had some <laughs> Some Looney Tunes, cartoonish figures planned as well because, like, I really like the old gimmicks and stuff. So it was like, you know, we we just we just don't get there, go there anymore. So. <laughs> Gotta pick another match for your DVD, John. So we've had uh, yeah. Randy Savage versus Ricky Steamboat. What would you like your next match to be? Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker, WrestleMania 25. Sixteen and WrestleMania, a feat so extraordinary, no one could ever think of replicating it. A feat of the Undertaker has never lost at behind that is uh like how they got the people the emotion they put in there and how much they worked for the people to understand every single part it was just like yeah it, it's a match you can watch every time every day over and over again and you won't get bored it's like it's like one of the matches of the matches you, you can't get be- get any better than that. I, I like the twenty twenty six one. I really like that as well. But the twenty five one, it just had the like, it had the uh, the little extra. And uh, yeah, it, it would be one I would watch over and over and over again. Where did you? Where were you when you watched it for the first time? Um, I was uh, at the at a friend like a like a wrestling party thing. Um, and we were watching chips and like like crisps and stuff all the time because I was like nervous and I wanted Shawn Michaels to beat The Undertaker, which you know obviously didn't happen. But and you knew it won't happen. But for you, you were like like Shawn Michaels is my my second all time favorite. Actually, my my son is called Shawn. One of my sons. Yeah, it, it was just like one of the matches you need to see. I wish, I wish actually I would have seen that live because like the emotion they put in there, it's, it's tremendous. Was obviously with, with WrestleMania parties, like how many of you were at? 15, 20 people. 
Um, how many of them were like hardened wrestling fans or wrestlers, and how many were sort of casual? Um, they all had something to do with wrestling. It's either in the ring or behind the scenes. So there was not really one who wasn't familiar with wrestling. How did the mood change in the room when that match was on? Because normally these WrestleMania parties, the ones I've been to especially, like everybody kind of splits off and chats and it's on in the background, but then something will happen and suddenly all eyes will move to the TV. Did that happen with this match? It absolutely happened. Like there was the, uh, the video before, the video package before, and then there was the match, like just like the, the, the first... Um, first few scenes in that match and everyone was just sitting down everyone went quiet and it was just like oh yeah now the match is coming we're waiting for so uh yeah that was amazing feeling is there something in that match that you've watched and you've incorporated into either a match you've had or or your ring style um i would i would say the selling of Shawn michaels because like he sells everything so legit, you actually don't know if it hurts him that much or if he's really hurt. Because like every time you look in his face, you see like how much detail he puts in that. I mean, everybody can do moves, but like the working part on itself and like to show the emotions to the people to get them in there, that's something you don't you don't see every day. It's the art of making something feel intimate but playing to the back of the building at the same time it's it's a real art to to, to get that right isn't it absolutely mm. it's, a, it's a hell of a match and it's great to see that it's made your list um more from my incredible chat with bad bones john Klinger in just a moment more great wrestling conversations can be found if you go to audible and right now at cultaholic.com forward slash audible you can find a series of wrestling audiobooks that will no doubt enlighten you with wrestling conversation we've talked about Shawn michaels and The Undertaker there from WrestleMania 25. How about the story of Shawn Michaels? Now available as an audiobook, and it's yours for absolutely free. If you go to cultaholic.com forward slash audible. Sign up to Audible for 30 days for absolutely free. Get that Shawn Michaels audiobook in your ears. Choose from thousands of other audiobooks through Audible. And after 30 days, if you're not a fan of what Audible does, I think you will be though. But if you're not a fan, you can cancel and it won't cost you a penny. But you can keep the audiobook that we gave you. That's a thank you from me to you for supporting us at Cultaholic. Find out more about Audible and get your free audiobook at cultaholic.com forward slash audible. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You were going through your training. You were traveling six-mile round trip to work with Lloyd Anawahi. Sometimes he was falling asleep. Uh, sometimes he wasn't. Uh, compared to, to today, like one of the last true european shows before the pandemic took hold was wxw and it was a massive crowd for that with some inclusion from wwe as well which says so much about it but talk about how the landscape has changed in germany for wrestling um when i started in 2004 uh there was not many wrestling at that time there was there was like two or three companies you had the CWA before, and then CWA with uh, Otto Vans, like, it just stopped. So you were, like, just, like, there was nothing. And then it picked up on around 2004, at the beginning of 2004. And you had, like, uh, it was called ACW in uh, – uh, maybe you have heard that, ACW? Yeah, yeah, it was uh, – because yeah. they, did, they did the they, training school as well, didn't they? They did the training school, Yes. So um, they uh, they had some shows going on there, and they had like for me the biggest names on there that that I have seen so far, and it was actually my first live show as well of of ACW of like a German show when I when I went there. They had like around six hundred people or something like that, which was amazing. They had like monthly shows, towards Patrick Schulz, uh, Crazy Sexy Mike. Uh, uh, I'm a chair. Then they had Lloyd there. Uh, they had the Bambi Killer there. Um, and then there were some some names who just like came from WCW or WWE, like like who were in WCW before. And then you you just remember them because like like there was Scotty Riggs and let me think about that. Who Paul Burchill? But Paul Burchill just before he went to WWE, so. Yeah, there were so many guys. And then uh, you had one show every month, and you trained, like, every weekend. Um, I, I made a – first, I made the trip, uh, like, like the, the first couple of times I made a trip to get to the training, which was Fridays and Sundays. So I tried to get into the Friday training to stay until Sunday. But then sometimes it just went like, oh, there's nobody you can stay at with. So I went back and then the same way back on, on, on Sundays to, to be at the training. Um, I mean, I was, I was at a young age and uh, 
of course, I didn't want to miss training, so I, I took those uh, hours of uh, of driving to be part of the training, whatever it takes. If yeah. I want to use um, an Americanism to, to pay homage to your neighbours and say, who would you put on a Mount Rushmore of of Germany of German wrestlers? Who would you put on a Mount Rushmore of German wrestlers? That's a good question. Five really impactful names from from that part of the world. How about Austrian? We can use that. Yeah, Austrian's good. Austrian's good. <laughs> so we have Otto Wanz, who was Austrian. Of course. Of course. Then we have um, well, biggest names, Michael Kovac. There's Walter. So we have three Austrians now. Uh, Turning into an Austrian Rushmore. We'll have to move it to Austria. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Chair and Crazy Sex Mike at one, in one face, like because they're brothers. Yeah. Wait, there's another one. Well, I'll just take me. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Pop yourself up there as well. That's about that's amazing. Um, what, talk about the impact that WXW has had on the on the perception of German wrestling. It was like it started out to be like monthly shows as well, but then it it like stopped doing those death matches and stuff. Um, the, they actually got like really really big and they started touring around Germany. Um, which made it easier for fans to get there, which was absolutely, uh, you know, it was like like the house show feeling of, of WWE, uh, not in like the uh, how big the fans are or how many fans are there, but like it it like it wasn't just one spot where they are, and uh, you had the chance like to get there like quicker than before. It's like. Do you want do you want to go like six hours to to watch a show, or do you just like go ten minutes, which 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 is around your corner, if you just wait? And sometimes you have like like those sixteen carats, which is like every year the biggest tournament uh, in, in Germany uh, or in Europe, um, which made it like so famous. I know that when the first 16 carat was, there was like maybe 300, 250 or something fans. And it grew and grew and grew. And now you have like, how many were the last? Thousand and something? It was a, there was a massive amount. Um, we had a guy from our place who was there. Um, just as it, like I said, it was kind of, it felt like it was sort of like the last show before everything shut down. And there yes. were thousands, I believe, was only Lorkin there as well? I think I think they they got some deal with NXT and only Lorkin, Danny Birch were a part of it yeah. as well. So, and again, that yeah. lends itself to how, 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 how big and how visible it is now when WWE is saying, we want to work with you. We want to put stuff on the network. We want to send you guys. That must be like a, it's mm. a, a great relation, a great situation to be in. Absolutely. Like, it's the best situation that can happen. If you have somebody working with WWE and they actually, like, uh, give you the chance to show your product on their network, I mean, wow. Mm. You're a former winner of the 16-carat tournament. How pivotal a moment was that in your career? I was speechless. I was nervous as hell. I, I couldn't believe it because in the finals, I wrestled uh, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson. Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, however you want to say it. And uh, he's such an amazing guy. He, like, at that point, best in the world, absolutely. And uh, I was, like, just before I wrestled him, I was so nervous. Like, and I said, bro, I, 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 don't, I don't even know if I, you know, can go out there. And he was like, chill out, chill out. It's all good. 
you're with me, so nothing will happen. And I learned so much in that like match. Maybe I haven't learned in the in in, in six months, or like um, or I learned more in that match than I would have learned in six months with somebody else, because it was learning by doing. And he he's so calm as well. Uh, he gave you uh, the chance to show out yourself. Uh, while he was doing his stuff and not looking weak at all. I want to reflect on on this. Uh, only the other month, uh, WXW lost one of its own in Carsten Beck. The world, I think, needs to know more about Carsten Beck. He was incredible, wasn't he? He he was incredible. Like for me, he was the best heel Germany ever had. Like seriously, like you need to watch his matches. And uh, for for me, I had like. 15 years star with him like since i started at wxw till the last time i saw him till till to his funeral um i mean uh he, he was carson he was like helping everyone doing everything he can without asking for anything but uh when he was in the ring he he actually was like the ddp of wxw if you want to say it like that he wasn't meant to be there. He wasn't meant to earn anything, but he did it. He did it all by himself, and he worked himself up so much. Like he started as a as a, a Diego Latino with a mask on, and then uh, he 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 actually got rid of the mask and started as Carson Beck, and nobody like took him serious. Like he he didn't even give a damn about that he he didn't take him serious as well which which was the point that at one point the fans were like wait we don't get him like this so we have to boo him so he got on their nerves more and more and more and more and yeah he became the König der catcher the the king of catch and uh, i actually saw him as a personal friend because we have done so many stuff together, we had a tremendous story together um, with the with the with one of my favorite matches we had in Hamburg. It was for the unified uh, world title, um, and uh, sorry. No, it's it's. <laughs> You know, it's it, it it's hard to talk about somebody who who actually like meant a lot to you because like he was always good to my son, and uh, like when 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 he was backstage, he actually like gave him his red towel as a present. Like that was like when after he he stopped doing his thing, and uh, once he was at our place, and uh, my my son had a. a like, like he had a a, a Vinnie Pooh and a Vinnie Pooh to go to uh to kindergarten, right? So when Carson was at our place, uh, he gave him the the kindergarten Vinnie Pooh that he looks after him when when he was sleeping, which was like so cute, you know, and uh, and it was for me over overwhelming because like. You actually saw the the real person of Karsten when when he was like not in the ring, but when he was in the ring, he was like 
the most hated guy, and that's something nobody can take away because, like, what he did, it, you know, people will remember. And, um, and now, uh, I, I don't know how to say, but like, I was really shocked when he, when, when I got the, the message that he passed away because, uh, yeah, there, there's so many more moments I had with him. Like if it's ribbing or if it's putting something together, if it's like what one time we were in, in Munich, it was 2008 and it was for like a, um, uh, like a prom promotion show for uh, for Oakley, you know the the, the glasses. Oakley, yeah, um, and he he wrestled and as well, right? And then we were at the hotel, and he was the only driver who was allowed to drive a car with the um, how's the the uh, the back thing where 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 you where you carry the uh, the ring in? What was that called? Oh, like the trailer. The trailer. trailer, yes, thank you. He was the only one who uh, was allowed to, to drive with a trailer. Um, but we were ribbing him and like like putting like foam on his hand, tickled him, and so he, he smashed it in his face. Then we like I jumped on him with a with a with a splash on the bat and he was like, Oh it's, guys, I need to sleep. I I have to drive the car tomorrow. <laughs> And then, and then there was one thing where, where I like, like, like painted a little, little something on his face and he was like, like trying to rub it, uh, rub it off. Um, but like, we were, we actually were filming that the, all the whole time and he was, he didn't really, you know, he didn't get angry or anything. He just stood up, like washed his face, laid, laid, and laid down again because it was an eight hour drive back. Okay. We, we were, uh probably not thinking at that time you know but he was just like ah oh, guys i need to sleep i'm the only one who can drive well yeah just just drink a coffee <laughs> but but as we drove home the day after i i was sitting next to him the whole time like watching some stuff on his laptop and stood awake and uh, was staying awake with him uh, for the whole time because I I felt kind of guilty at that point because you know we we did some stuff with him he didn't you know he didn't really care because it's like uh, I know it's a rib and everybody liked him so much and then but I wanted to stay awake next to him while the others were sleeping in the in the car and uh, yeah that, that's one of, of the funny stories it sounds like he was he he was good taking a joke. Did you guys Absolutely. did you guys ever give as good as you got? Like did did he ever get his own back on you? Oh, he got it a couple of times. He got me once in a match as well, but um like like he he was like <laughs> uh I went went for a sunset flip. He just went down like sitting on me and you just hear that <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I sniffed. I just sniffed it all away. I think I sniffed it all away. Oh. But that, <laughs> and he just got me up and said, "Oh, that was a good one." <laughs> <And> I... <laughs> it must have 
must be so yeah, hard that... to maintain like a, like persona and and focus when the guy's fine on you. <laughs> but then, oh, there's another one. That, like we had we had one time a 25 minute match where we just took one bump each, right? And there was like like he was sweating, and at some point, like we wanted to, to start to lock up, and I look at him, and I was like. He's sweating the Mickey Mouse. So he was like, he had like a circle here and a circle here and a circle. And I couldn't stop laughing. (laughs) Did you point it out and go, you've got a Mickey Mouse? Of course. But the great thing is someone like Carsten Beck, I bet he embraced it. Of course he did. He did. And that was the, that actually was the reason that we only took one bump each. And that was still that was so amazing. We worked around the whole time about like the Mickey Mouse thing. I loved it. Seriously, I loved it. From Germany, this is Bad It's Mike Tanay and JB welcoming you to this explosion exclusive matchup opportunity to see this individual from Germany who has made quite a name for himself in his home country. Now, in Impact Wrestling, let's see how Bad Bones can fare against the best of TNA. Well, Bad Bones comes to us as the online gut check winner with a massive amount of votes from his fans all across Europe. And what an opportunity here in Wembley Arena. Bad Bones, John Klinger, dein erstes Match bei TNA Impact Wrestling. Ich meine, du hast es richtig gemacht. Du hast dich gleich mit dem World Champion zusammengetan. Ja, was super. war da los? Ja, ich habe mich hast angegriffen. Mann, was soll denn das? Ha? Ich halte die deutsche Fahne hoch und er greift mich einfach an. Also du hast es heute mit Samoa Joe zu tun und dann, ähm, mein, es war kurz. Ja, vergiss es einfach, ja. You become a bit of a, a recurring character on Impact Wrestling. You did stuff when they did their European tour, you're a gut check winner, uh, and you just keep popping up, like when we least expect it. There's bad bones on Impact Wrestling. This is great times. Uh, how did that relationship start? Oh, how did it start? Oh, um, 2009, at the first uh, Impact tour, and I was picked to have a match against uh, Karsten Kretschmar, uh, a guy from Hamburg. Uh, he was an old school guy of CWA. Um, like before the actual uh, show starts, like so we were the dark match in uh, Dortmund. Actually, you can you can find that somewhere on on YouTube. Uh, yeah, we were we were meant to have like a match to just show out and. Uh, you know, get get the people going because it was the first Impact tour, so they want to have some German talent on, uh, talent on it. And yeah, I got noticed by them. Like they were like really happy with the match. Then in 2011, I went there again for a training, and they actually I took some some video footage of me, and I. I was supposed to do like an interview with them, uh, but somehow it never worked out. So that's okay. Um, it, I was really happy to have that, that um, opportunity. And then in 2013, I got a text of them and they asked me if they can put my name on uh, uh, their inter- internet page and, and something like that. Uh, I'm, I'm part of the gut check. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, what, what picture do you do you want? Blah blah blah. Whatever. Uh, and I was like, yeah, just take one. I don't. I 
I don't know. I, I don't know. Just put me on and then ask them what, what the gut check is. And they were like, yeah, they're like 300 odd people. And you, you are the only German in there. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And then finalizing this, it was like, yeah, you have to, to uh, uh, get the people going that they want for you and everything. And so I was, I was getting to the point where I thought, oh, that could be a big deal. Damn. Because like there's so many people, maybe I have a chance because I'm the only German there, and I started to like like do promos and stuff uh, just for YouTube, uh, put him on <clears throat> put him on Twitter and stuff, and uh, yeah, and then when they like the first time the uh, the voting it was somehow hacked, so they were like, I don't know, there there was like just it was all over the place, so they stopped the voting, started again. I won this thing, and they said, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get in contact with you as soon as we have our tour." Um, the good thing is, I had Mike Ritter, uh, who was the commentator for TNA Impact Wrestling at that time. He's like the uh, commentator of AEW right now, the German one. Um, he was like, "Yeah, they contacted me, and uh, you will be part of the tour." And he's like traveling together with me there. Um, so we met each, we met each other in, in, uh, in, in London. And then I go backstage with him sitting there and the door opens and there is El Snow. I know him from 2008, match there, which actually wasn't supposed to happen. But for some reason we, we were in the ring and then, uh, we were talking so much. So we kind of got friends and then. I didn't know that he's there. He didn't know that I'm there. So it was like one thing to be here right now. So I had more confidence because I was like, damn, they are just the big stars right now. And I don't have what, what they want to do with me right now. Right. And uh, there was, there was Al and he was like, calm down, kid. Just like, you know, whatever, whatever you do, just like calm down and uh, listen, learn, shut your mouth. <laughs> uh, they put me uh, in a uh, in a match with uh, Samoa Joe. Even it was like really short, but I was like a part of Impact. I did a, a interview segment, a backstage interview segment, and I was on the Joker's Wild too. Like in 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 Germany, they had the the German version of the Joker's Wild DVD, and I'm on the front cover of the German version. All the all the faces. I don't I don't know who they who they switched out, but I'm on the German version, which is totally cool. Which you were able to buy as well. Here at Cultaholic, we're made up of former guys from what culture? From WCPW, uh, somewhere where you called home. I, I asked uh, a few of the lads. Uh, uh, I let them know, hey, I'm chatting to Bad Bones today, and uh, they all send love. By the way, uh, Adam Adam Pachiti oh. and Ross and Jack, they all send love. Uh, Jack says, um, ask him about an interview with Gabriel Kidd. Apparently, apparently they're involved being shoved into a wall with a nail sticking out of it. That has stayed with our boy Jack for many years. Yeah. No. What happened then? <laughs> but it's either something really good or something really bad. No, 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 no. no. We we were there, and uh, it, uh, he was meant to like like shove me. And I just like I come I'm, I come out at a certain point, and 
I go under. I, I think it was the door. Like it was either door or like the door handle or something like that. And I'm just like, Ugh. and they they didn't think anything about that. And I was like, oh damn, I'm got bleeding or something like that. And I kind of ripped my whole shirt on the back. It was like like a big hole on my shirt. And it was like, oh look look at that. There's a there's a nail coming out. They were so they were so sorry, but you know things like that happen. Mm. And like I, I don't I don't know if they actually took the uh, uh, the the stuff we recorded at that point or just the, the one after. But it would be funny to see it again because like you know so funny things. Jesus, I almost <laughs> forgot about that. It was, a, it was a funny one with uh, with WCPW. Everybody, we've had um, we've had Rory Coyle on uh, before, who I know yeah. you've worked with there. We had Prince Amin here on the podcast as well. Uh, we've had Rampage Brown on here too. And um, yeah. the, the general consensus is whenever they talk about WCPW, they kind of went into it as, oh, it seems like an indie with a lot of money. And then when they get there and they see these guys from YouTube getting these massive pops. It's all, it's a very, it's a very confusing situation to be in. Especially when they're like, who are they and why is everybody crowding around them and not us over here? Like, what was your perception of, of WCPW when you, when you got involved with it? I noticed that and I was like, well, it must have a meaning if they got so much, you know, uh, attention from the people that like, uh, the guys in the back, the wrestlers, have to do some more. And uh, but they they actually put the work in with everything around. And I mean, they earned everything, every bit of that. You know, it's like it's how you are, uh, uh, how you sell yourself, how you how you get you over with the people. And for that, they did a really good job. What was your favorite match that you had uh, as part of Defiant Slash? WCPW. Was there a favorite match or a favorite moment? Apart from getting shoved by Gabriel Kidd and getting your head bled open. Apart from that, was there a, was there another highlight? I think I would just say the matches I had with Rampage Brown. Mm. Such a lovely guy as well. Um, we had some we had some good matches matches against each other in the uh, the past few years. So it's always good to see him and always good to know that he is now a part of WWE UK, which is amazing, mm. at the right place right now, and uh, he deserves to be actually like higher up. You know, if you see him, he's always on point. He's on fire. I've yet to meet anybody that has nothing, anything other than amazing things to say about him. And I think two weeks ago, when he turned up on NXT UK, like there was there was a fist bump around the UK of everybody watching just going there he that's it that's what boy that's what he deserves that's what he deserves and then to it's a bit surreal to watch him doing it as well because you go that's <laughs> rampage who i've watched it like indie shows and here and part of wcw he's doing that amazing power slam but in a wwe ring this is a strange time has that ever been a, a consideration for you or a conversation you've had it could be a conversation but let's say i am more interested about the other promotion. Mm, and I want to get to that in just one second, right? Before we do, before we do, the other thing on your island that you're allowed to take with you, as well as three wrestling matches, I like to spring this on people. You can take with you a movie, an album, and a luxury item. So when I say to you, John, that you can take a movie with you, 
What's the first movie that you think you want to have with you on an island? Terminator 2. <laughs> Get in! This is... Oh, I've just realised this. I think this is the second week in a row that somebody has said Terminator 2. <laughs> Amazing. Why T2? <laughs> because Arnold Schwarzenegger is a good Terminator. <laughs> he is like, the, the, you know, the, the Steve Austin of, of, of Terminator. <laughs> is there a... Is it... The, we, had, um, we had Terry Thatcher from uh, OTT Wrestling on. He recently he said Terminator Two. He said, and and he is he is a, a proud parent to two children. But he says the only time he's ever cried is as Arnie's hand goes into the lava, and he puts that thumb up at the end. John, did that yes. make you cry? Yes, yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. That's what we like. That's what we like to hear. How about an album? When you think about an album. Bohemian Rhapsody Queen. Okay, okay. That song itself is just alone is is phenomenal. I don't know the age I was, but I, I was really young. And it went in everything else. And that's 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 what, what it made. Queen was, you know, amazing. And uh once I actually used We Are the Champions as like for like I think one or two shows, because I was in scene mode. No, 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 I get it. I get it. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. It's it's a, yeah, it's a powerful song. Yeah. But like uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, it's it's just every time and it's it's totally different from, from other music. And it gets you at different points. It's it's a song but it's a journey. It's a song that yeah. that you it's what's sad is it's a song that probably wouldn't scan in 2020 because there's too much going on. Everything is sort of boiled down to like the length of a TikTok now, and it's yeah. so busy. There's so there's so much occurring in it, but we'll never see the likes of that music again, John. That sounds really sad, but it's kind of true, isn't it? What about a luxury item? What do you reckon? What looks an item that either it can either be something that you can have on the island to to help you cope. Or it can be a creature comfort from home. Um, what would you like it to be? Do animals count? Yeah, they do. We've got we've got a few people taking dogs and cats, so we're good. Cat. Ooh, which are you? Your cat, I presume, <laughs> not just. Well, I I don't have a cat at the moment, but uh, we are getting a new cat or two. Yeah. Ooh, when when are you getting new cats? Probably when we moved in the uh, in, into the new house, and yep, yeah, probably the kittens might may, may may around May. Mm -hmm. Because we want to have uh, uh, such cat as a uh, Maine Coon. I'm not familiar. What the, what are the, what are Maine Coons like? I'm not familiar with that breed. They're, they're pretty pretty big and pretty hairy, so they're like pretty big. Are they like the big fluffy ones that like, they come out of the tumble dryer? Are they those ones I'm thinking of? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure. Um, have, you've had cats before, then I take it. We we same same in this house as well. Um, I'm sad the door is shut because you could have met Pablo. <laughs> Who is presumably, presumably scratching on the door, asking why Dad has, has locked his other room out? Why cats over dogs? Um, to leave a dog at home because they need to go outside every now and then. Mm. Uh, and at the time where where I was away, COVID and stuff, um, you feel guilty. But like cats, some they they just can you know they they don't care if you're there, they don't care if you're not there. They just want their food, be left alone. Sometimes they come for a cuddle. Yeah, just like me. <laughs> I want to read a tweet sent on November the 2nd. 
Here is the deal. Since life has become a prison with all those lockdowns and stuff, I can tell you from my standpoint, I suffer. I really suffer from that shizzle. Not being able to meet friends, I can't even see my parents, go to the gym and do what I really love, which is wrestling. Entertain the people, make them hate or love me. So if social media is the only thing we got now, I just give this one shot. and People can laugh about it as much as they want. When this is over, I want to be a part of AEW. What are your thoughts on AEW since its launch? Have you been you've been watching it regularly? I say I take it. I totally love the product they they produce. It's they go into old school matches as well. They they care about the characters. They do have some indie style stuff in there as well, but it makes it makes you feel more welcome. WWE. Oh, I. I only love WWE or WWF in the old times. I and I only watch old stuff. I I, I I'm not a friend of the new stuff, but I, I like to have something which goes face to face with the WWE. And AEW is like I I put it to a point now more or higher in the in the powerful meaning that WCW was. I mean, WCW had their times where they can can compete with with WWE, but AEW, I mean, they're only one year old now. That's okay, but they have so much to the table. Like, Cody Rhodes, like, he had a plan. I mean, I I wrestled with him in 2017, and just after he left WWE, he had a plan, and he just worked it from 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 head to toe that big at the moment. And with the help of Chris Jericho as well, and uh, the Young Bucks, uh, Kenny Omega. I mean, you just have amazing guys out there, and I would love to be a part of that. I mean, if social media is the only only way you can get things around at the moment, that's my one shot. And if I fail, that's it. I fail. And I don't, I don't really care if people laugh about it and say, oh, you won't never make it to it or, or something, something. I mean, I just want to do what I love to do. And wrestling is my, my first love and it will always be my first love. And uh, back down, I never, never wanted to. I, I, I said to me, I'm, I can't quit because I have come so far. I had like opportunities to wrestle somewhere else. And if I would quit now and start all over again, it'd become a habit, you know? So the, the only thing I said, if I retire, I will stay away from wrestling completely. So wrestling wouldn't be a point of me anymore. So that can't happen. So I just give my shots out there. And if, if people laugh about it, it's okay. But if I show up at AEW at a certain point, the last one who's who's laughing, it's going to be bad. What was your uh, impression of Cody when you wrestled him in 2017? Did you have any indication that he would be at this point, at this place in the wrestling world a couple of years, just a couple of years later? He was a, a very nice person. Uh, he took his time to talk to me. He took his time, you know, to talk over stuff, uh, reject anything. He was like, let's see how we can build it in there. And uh, such a humble guy. Um, he was good to my kid, I believe, because he put a tweet out there that, like, a, it was a picture of me, Cody, 
my son and my ex-wife, um, where he tweeted out that like that my son was able to see his dad wrestle. It's something he remembers from his time and stuff like this. So it was I was I was ordered at that point, and um, it was fun match for me. I I really would love to, you know, I really would love to wrestle him again with the knowledge I have like only three years later because the style has changed and my views on wrestling has have changed um, which is it's still a learning process. When, when you are in wrestling, you always learn. You always learn something new and uh, he took his one shot when, when he left WWE. He knew that he wouldn't go under like he, he he got his steps everywhere he was able to and now he's on the top of, of AEW or like AEW is on top what does AEW look like with the badness <laughs> well there would be a lot of madness going on I think and uh, because I am the most dangerous man in European wrestling which means I create chaos and I don't care if anyone you know wants if I'm in there Nobody, nobody puts a spotlight on themselves. The spotlight should go on me. We've got one more match for your DVD, sir. So we have had uh, Macho Man Randy Savage and Ricky Steamboat WrestleMania 3, a belter between Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker from WrestleMania. What is your third and final match going to be, John? WrestleMania 8. Randy Savage, Ric Flair. Mr. Perfect Champion Ric Flair, this is it. We are just moments away for the- Shut up, Mooney. This is what it's all about. The prize photo of your old lady, Savage. The one we're gonna put up on the big screen in the Hoosier Dome so everybody can see what she looks like. We've had it all taken care of. We took out all the flaws. She's as close to perfect as she's gonna get. <laughs> oh, and believe me, this is the real deal. Ladies and gentlemen, it's WrestleMania 8. It's Indianapolis, Indiana. It's bright lights. It's the big cities. It's long limousines. It's women lined up for a block to take a shot at the champ and Mr. Perfect. But most of all, it's Randy Savage's attempt to walk the aisle to defend the honor of his lady and to try and capture the most coveted trophy of them all, the World Wrestling Federation Championship. Randy, after taking the worst beating of your life, keep this in mind when you're flat on your back. Look up to the big screen, because Mr. Perfect will be waving the fold-out of Liz and pal. <laughs> She's all the way live! And then Liz, to top it off, you got one last shot, baby, at Space Mountain. Can I come along with you this time, champ? <laughs> Let's go over to Gene Okerlund. Obviously, World Wrestling Federation champion Ric Flair, not at a loss for words. That is not the case, however, with the macho man Randy Savage. At this juncture, he is not granting interviews to anybody. It could be that this man is concentrating right now on regaining the World Wrestling Federation title. Or it could be that he's preoccupied with regaining the honor of his wife, the lovely Elizabeth. Or it could be that he is totally consumed with the thought the notion that that alleged centerfold is going to be going up on the big screen here at the Hoosier Dome this afternoon, courtesy of Ric Flair. 
Whatever the case leading up to all of this, I've got to believe it's going to be one of the greatest title bouts in World Wrestling Federation history. With that in mind, let's get out to ringside. This is what it's all about. This One half it. of the big double main event, the gold on the line. World Wrestling Federation title currently held by that man, Ric Flair, and the Macho Man wants it back. It was not meant to be a WrestleMania match, but when it went to be a WrestleMania match, they put everything in it, like Miss Elizabeth, she had something with Ric Flair, and Ric Flair playing his mind games on the Macho Man. It was just... Oh, as a kid, I was like, he, he can't be that guy. And then you see the Macho Man, how he reacts and how he kind of freaks out while, like, he putting, like, the stuff up with the pictures. And then, you know, he, she was with him before he she, she was with the Macho Man. Um, then you had the knee injury. You had Ric Flair, Ric Flair bleeding in the middle of the match. It um, more dramatic. You couldn't have at that point. How old would you have been when you watched this match? That came out in April, right? April, yeah. Seven. Seven. On a scale of one to ten, one being I didn't believe it for a second, ten being it was I definitely believed it. How much did you believe that during that match, a massive poster of Miss Elizabeth naked? was going to descend from the roof. I, for one, was pretty sold that was gonna be a thing. <laughs> appreciate the Elizabeth thing as a fan, but knowing the business, what I appreciate about that match was the idea of um, ask forgiveness rather than seek permission, because Flair got told off for blading. Well, yes, but also that happened in the other match between Bret Hart and, and uh, Roddy Piper, and they tell the story that they didn't, you know, get told off for that i mean flair would never never do that to himself never no 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 <laughs> no yeah i mean i mean the point that he got told off but for the dramatic of the match i mean if you have a bloody face and you have somebody who's like you know still fighting on one leg it want to see i mean nowadays having such a match it would maybe not be that special anymore, but like back in the day, and me as a kid, I was like totally into it. I was like, oh my God, he's bleeding. That means he's going to win. That means he's going to be the new champion. Uh, he's he's going he's, he's gonna to retain the championship. Oh my God, oh my God. And then Macho Man got it like like nailed uh, on, on his knee. He was, you know, there. And then he, he just like does a schoolboy on him uh, for, for the finish, which was... He didn't even need his, his elbow, elbow elbow from the from the top, but that was like one two three. He's there. Oh my god, he's the champion. Yes. Oh my god, but he's injured, but he's a champion. Yeah, yeah. It's that and and the the crowd leaping up as it happens, and a, and a yes. bit that's under. And what I love about wrestling is I'm talking about it, and there's goosebumps on my arm. That's that's why that's why we love it, isn't it, John? That's why we love it. I've got no. goosebumps on my arm talking about it. And it's it, the, the build was exquisite. It was Flair going, she was mine before she was yours, Randy. It was the, the threat of the poster coming down. It was the emotion in the match. But the bit that is understated, the bit that's understated is that promo that Savage cuts after he is battered, sweating, 
just physically broken and mentally just bouncing off the walls. He's hopping. He's got Elizabeth holding him up and he's talking about how he just took a piece and he wants the whole flare. Oh, that, that sort of promo work must light a fire in you, John. Amazing. Yes, that was, that's, that's gold. That's like, you know, it, it's just like, oh, now I've got the goosebumps. Yeah, look at this, goosebump pie over here. This is incredible. Yeah. Ah, oh, Jesus. Yeah. It's amazing. It's... If you haven't, if, if, if the fans haven't seen it yet, watch it. Watch it. It's, it's, it's so good. 100% worth it. Uh, John, this has been a, a wonderful hour that we've spent in your company. Um, thank you so much for giving it to us. Uh, where can people go to find out everything about you? First of all, thank you for having me. Um, it was like really, really fun. And um, yeah, it was good to do something which goes out to the world while being inside of the light lockdown. Well, weirdly Where more connected than we've ever been. Isn't it strange how like as we are, we, we're all enclosed physically, but like energy wise, we're, we're all over now. Like everything's Absolutely. everywhere. It's amazing. Sorry, where could people find uh, you? Sorry, I interrupted you. You you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at lost underline rebel underline bb, and then on Facebook. Well, you just put John Klinger in, and you will find me. This time next year, you will find him in the center of the ring at Daly's Place. You know what I'm? Which model I'm going for? It's winners never quit and quitters never win. That's the only way to go. So that shot is going out from me to AEW. I'll see you guys soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic Wrestling News.